Sphinx's Sanctuary, Finding Tranquility Between the Paws. What's going on fam? How are we all? Welcome back to Gypsy Soul Journeys for another episode and today we're going to be talking about Egypt. I've been trying really hard not to bore everyone with Egypt but today I just can't help myself. All I really want to talk about ever is Egypt. I am not gonna lie. I feel like if you ever were to see me dead, which you won't see me dead, but if you were to look up my autobiography, you'll probably just see a photo of me with a big Egypt tattoo across my forehead. Like, that's how much I've become one with it. Egypt is a part of me now. It's wild. But I'm going to take you on the journey so that you understand. So I thought I would break it up a bit on here so that there's a few different things on this channel, but today I'm just like, nah, jumping in. Let's talk about the first activation. So the very first experience I had in Egypt, I'm going to take you so you can receive the transmission within the journey because it was magic. I actually cannot wait to tell you about my Sekhmet experience because, bruh, it was life-changing. But I have to start with the first ones, you know, like we're only on day two, so. But seriously, Sekhmet's chapel truly knocked my lid off. So it was the second day, and when I tell you that the second day alone was enough for me to have said, I got everything I needed from Egypt, I'm not joking. Everything else after that was like receiving a gift from Santa and then seeing that there's a sneaky little one hiding that you didn't even see. Fuck, I really love the creation of Santa, hey. So off topic as usual, but I just think it's seriously the best thing that was ever created on this earth for so many reasons. It was the epitome of believing and knowing, trusting and playing, right? Like when we were kids, we would just ask for what we wanted, know it was coming, believe it's on its way and keep playing until we received it, right? Now, I believe this was a universal key and gift to help us know the experience of life when we don't have faith or belief or trust in the universe. And then we find our way back to our own version of what we can't see to be real but know to have our back, which full circled and landed in my knowing through the journey of Egypt, which I fully hand over heart believe that the journey that I embarked on is the journey that everyone is seeking in this lifetime, which is why I have to take everyone there. So this fully goes hand in hand with creation of life. Whether it's intentional or not, we move in a direction towards something, aka fall pregnant. We continue moving throughout life, trusting and knowing that a baby is on its way. And then most of the time we receive it at the end without any intervention of our mind. So the beauty of this trip that I went on was it was the same pilgrim that Jesus and all the Ascendant Masters embarked on. It's all interconnected. The mystery school teachings are based on the story of Osiris and Isis. Osiris's brother, Set, was jealous of the love that his brother and Isis had. So he cut up his body into 14 pieces and scattered them all over Egypt. Isis then went on a journey to reclaim these parts of his body and magically reassemble him to bring him back to life. So this pilgrim takes you on the journey to reclaim each part of yourself to finally end in the Great Pyramid sarcophagus, which activates your vehicle of ascension now that you are whole. And when I speak of this story, I'm not joking. The adventure is exactly like this. I hadn't even put this story together, but as it's channeling through me, I'm like, oh, of course, the next pieces are clicking in. But basically what happens is you reclaim each part of yourself as you move throughout the trip. 
I remember leaving to go to Bali and the only words that could come from my mouth to everyone I spoke to was, I'm whole. Like I don't need anything outside of myself now. I'm not seeking anything extra. And everything is purely a gift and I now get to just share from that space of wholeness. It's just such a wild experience I can't even put into words. I remember speaking to one of my mentors in Bali and just being like, I don't feel like the urge or need to go and do anything. I just get to exist and share from this space. And it's gnarly. And really that is the wrap up of what you actually receive there. So I'm going to take you on a journey into the second day meditating between the Sphinx's paws. So damn beautiful. So waking up, we embarked on a journey across the road to the beautiful land of the pyramids. Arriving at 5am for our private experience with the Majestic Sphinx. You really cannot explain through words what it's like to be standing beside these incredibly magnificent creations. It's almost like when you look at the finest specimen you ever did see and you're like, how are you even real? How are you standing right in front of me and why do you feel so good when I don't even know you? But I also know you because I'm so drawn to you and you're so magnetic and you have things I need to touch. And something I need to receive. And when you're standing in this space, it's almost like you move into many different timelines and different dimensions, and your eyes are sort of like trying to calibrate the fact that you're there. It's like a hectic, mind-blowing experience. I actually love the process of watching the Egyptians do their piece. Like it was really cool to watch them do their deals and communicate to let us in. And the culture part was my total favorite. But those things are something that you get to discover on your own when you arrive. So we were able to unlock the Sphinx's gates and enter. Now on a normal visit, you cannot enter the gates and you were looking down on the Sphinx from about 50 meters away. We walked down the steps in total awe, entering into a whole other view and whole other experience and awareness. Standing face to face with this incredible creation or the perfected geometry, the perfect lining to the pyramids, which all of these things are the things that really capture you when you're there. You would think seeing these things is mind-blowing enough, but it's the analyzation of the perfected creation that makes you realize the divinity and goddess moving through every snippet and every angle. So how I can explain being in the presence of the Sphinx is you are immediately activated. You return home to the source of love that you never even knew you had left from. There's a key that enters your heart like no other. It's almost like you've been supergluing the fragments of your heart and reclaiming them all these years, keeping things together. But when you're there, the superglue alchemizes, a return to wholeness of your heart as though you have been reborn. And now we haven't even touched the sides of this experience. So I'm going to take you in a little bit deeper. So as we look face on it, this fucking wild kitty cat, there is a calling. A cosmic beckoning resonating from the control center of the universe. A profound respect urging you to connect, understand, and be present in the magic of now. And as you feel your heart being pulled in and the level of respect you have to touch it, to know it, or even be there in that moment, there is an opening. Like every piece of you that's exhausted leaves. This tops one of my life moments, like 100%. It's a manifestation of the extraordinary, truly. It is a deeply sacred communion that transcends time and space, leaving you with an ethereal sensation 
as though you sculpted the very essence of the encounter. So as we entered into the space between the Sphinx's paws, I remember feeling my heart race like this was the moment I was alive for. And as we sat and received the power of activation through meditation and chant, we were taken on this beautiful guided journey inside the Sphinx's body. A capsulation of memory, a celestial reset button is pressed. As you become this beautiful cat, seeing the same magnificence as you merge and become one. As I look out the eyes of this incredible creation, a profound shift occurs, altering the entire fabric of my reality. Knowing that my life will never be the same, and as I speak of this right now in my heart, it is literally encapsulated in the deepest state of love I could ever experience again. And as I send you this energy, I hope you can feel in your heart right now as I hand you the codes and send these to you. As you return to the creatrix, the magnificence that sits so deeply in your heart space. I invite you to feel into this journey through the depths of your soul, returning you back home to your power as we switch your dormant lights back on. Recoding the operating system from within, as I open my eyes, tears cascading down my face, continuously like sacred rivers. I didn't even know my body held that depth of divinity. I am guided to the front right paw where I place my hand to receive the cosmic codes. In that sacred moment, a portal opens through my heart, leading me to the inner sanctums and downloading symbols for my pathway ahead. Feeling a spark in my hand as this energetic being encompasses my entire spirit, merging me with the divine telepathically. Communicating with me as I cry, and all I remember is feeling so deeply at home that I never wanted to leave. I remember saying the words telepathically, I don't want to leave, I really don't want to leave you again. And feeling encompassed with love, I heard the words, you are me and I am you. Enter my portal through your heart and as I open this portal in this very moment, I walk through the inner rooms of this complete creation of magnificence, familiarizing myself with its presence as I download the symbols for my journey ahead as I run my hands across the side. I was never one to cry in front of people, but this was something else. It was the greatest honor I had ever received. I remember standing at the back down near the tail with my third eye connected in with this being. The cosmic spectacle roses begin unfurling, petals expanding and a purple portal returning me back home to arrive in my centre. The heart-mind connection arriving for not only me, but every other person in this space. Simultaneously, as I reached the centre of this structure, I too had landed in the centre of my being. The profound connection intensified, leaving became inconceivable. As I departed, still in telepathic communion, I received a new guide. I don't know how I got back in that vehicle that day. As I drove away, my heart filled with such a deep, intense emotion. It was the love I always needed and the love I'll continue to return back to each and every day. This mystical odyssey transforms into a daily reality now. A friend channeling cosmic insights through me. A living testament to the beauty of Egypt. It's not just about witnessing wonders, it's about becoming them, 
allowing them to reside within you eternally. And among all the treasures, the Sphinx stands fully encapsulated in the embodiment of my heart. Now I find myself channeling words from this transcendent experience, a conduit of divine energy that permeates every conversation, inviting others to partake in the magic and dwelling in their heart. And if there's one entity I'm over the moon to carry within, it's the Sphinx. A perpetual source of wisdom and love that echoes through my being, guiding me every step of the way. I can't say much more, but I can take you there to experience it yourself. Whew. I literally am back there right now. Wow, it's crazy. So our heart is like a recorder. It records every experience at any time. And when you want to return somewhere, all you have to do is tap back in there. It's the portal to your deepest, most incredible experiences. And I'm going to show you how. So I want you to think back to a time when you were literally laughing so hard that you were like bouncing around the room and you were in tears. You can pull that up. You can enter into that memory. You can feel that emotion in your body. These are the chapters that we want to return back to when we need them the most. You are creator. This is your book and you get to write it. So as we left to experience a few other sites, we began to dive deep into the land of Egypt. And I'm going to keep a lot of this journey a mystery for when it's your time to arrive. I don't want to spoil it for you. So we visited a ninth generation shaman. And this experience was really freaking cool. He's the one who I got all of the beautiful potion oils from. He's the OG. All the perfumes that you see in the stores, he has the base oils. Then sends them out to France. You know, the whole El Toilette whatever it's called. So what these oils do is there are seven chakra oils, seven higher chakra oils, and the seven gods and goddesses. Now in the Egyptian times, and you can see it carved into all of the walls, they use the oils for healing, for ascension, and in ritual. Each of the oils activate different energetics, so I brought them all home with me and now channel these insane potions for people to ascend them to their next timeline. It's pretty awesome. So they gave me the codes and then now they get activated and it's been a really fun journey. So I got this download before I was going and I met this guide of mine who was showing me how to make tinctures. In one of the temples I was taken into this room that I knew I was going to Egypt for. It was a room with all the oil recipes. So this temple was quite busy this day and my guides told me to go meditate in this room. So the gods don't let you do anything spiritual in these temples. They don't want you downloading the codes. And so this guard goes to me, I'll guard this room. Now some guards will be like, come here with me, I'll take you, you pay me, right? But this was really bizarre. And I had a few experiences like this, but this one in particular, he told me where to go in the room and sit in this exact spot. My guides were also telling me to go to this exact spot. So I was like, whoa, okay. So he guards this space and allows me to meditate for 10 minutes whilst he chanted, right? In this busy temple, I was like, whoa. And I received so much information from this space, almost like a scroll of lessons to transmute through symbols into potions. And I was told, I must now create them. So as I was leaving, he said, thank you, goddess, and bowed and walked away didn't even ask me to be his wife motherfucker i was a bit offended to be honest didn't want to be my 10th egyptian husband obviously this is what i actually love about egypt they understand goddess worship in everything the masculine and feminine wounding sort of disappears 
There is a level of deep safety in the recognition of your divinity just because you are. And I cannot express through words what that does in your body. And so now I make these potions for people and I think about him all the time. Pretty fucking wild. So going back to Gamal, our beautiful healer. So the lessons I received here were pretty mind-blowing. As all of us sat in this room, he's got this beautiful room full of all of these Egyptian potions. I started to notice that he would speak to the group whilst channeling the things certain people would need. I would see the energy shift in the person that he was speaking to, almost like a telepathic knowing. It was pretty unreal. I realized in this moment that the parts of me that I used to feel shame about, and this goes for anyone who feels the intensity in rooms of people, and that level of self-judgment of why you just can't be normal and just like fit in and like want to be around lots of people. You know, most fannies, you get it. You get so in touch with your own energy being in your van that you can't really go to full cities anymore. There's a level of self-acceptance when you're around other humans that are embodied in this. He shared his gift, and he had people fly to come see him to sit in a room and just be read. That's fucking goals, bro. So as I'm sitting there, having entered into this trance of this reading, he so perfectly weaved it into conversation. And in that moment, I realized this is why I love sharing through story. Because you don't give someone answers, you take them on a journey to discover their own. And whilst he wasn't speaking through story, he wasn't giving solid, straight advice that you would just go and put in your back pocket. He would go into the space where there's a locked energy, unlock it and bring it to your conscious awareness without you even knowing about it. And so that was my unlocking too. In the realization that we should never pedestal anyone, that we're all interconnected, and that anything that you see inside someone in front of you lives within you too. It's the universe's way of speaking through the other channel that it's where you're going. So welcome to day two. Two keys collected, one chakra activated and 13 days left to go. Welcome to the magic of Egypt, where wholeness becomes your way of being etched into the memories and codex of your soul. And if you're scared to travel alone, then come with me on the next trip. If Egypt calls, Egypt calls. And if you'd like to go deeper to connect, to receive information and activate your own channel, to get your journey kickstarted, to be guided to these magical spaces, then join me in the Serendipity Channeling Academy of Magic, where these transmissions will be weaved into the activations of you returning back home to your wholeness. You'll become a certified channel and what awaits on the other side is the magic of finding something good you were never even looking for. And to say thank you for being a part of the Gypsy Soul fam, I'll be gifting you some magic if you want to be a part of it. All you have to do is DM me the word spirit on Instagram. In true loving spirit of serendipity, what awaits on the other side is the magic of finding something good you weren't even looking for and watching the doors to success open in ways you never even knew or imagined. Have a beautiful week. Love you lots like jelly tots. Stay happy, stay sexy and stay shining. <laughs>